All right, Sunday night, 7 o'clock time for another edition of Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry, that's me. I am back in Portland. I wouldn't say where I belong necessarily, but back at where I normally am. Uh, Jim is hanging out in the studio. Jim, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. What do you mean not where you belong? What was that supposed to mean? Well, I... I don't know if I necessarily belong here any more than I belong in the studio when I'm in the studio or something oh, like that. But this is where I normally am, am coming to you from. So the show. I, I like last week we got into it a little bit. You really enjoyed being in the studio, huh? Yeah, I did. It's it's fun. It's a different yeah. vibe. Uh, there are things behind the scenes uh, that are a lot easier to handle when you're in the same room as the other person as opposed to being on Zoom. Uh, I think it just makes for a better experience overall. Uh, I think I, sa- I, I sound a little bit better just from, from a selfish standpoint. Um, so all those things. And then, of course, the bigger thing I get to, when I'm on, when I'm in the studio, that means I'm home visiting, which is always good. So was home for a good solid couple, like eight, seven, eight days. It was great. We did a, We did a lot. In that, in a in a relatively short period of time, it was another another good trip home. Yeah, we we did less. Well, we we did some sports. We we went wakeboarding on uh, on Clear Lake. Like, yeah, not not it was fun. Not not our most expert sport in the world, but got a bunch of old friends together and went when uh, continued our tradition of wakeboarding on Clear Lake. Yeah, and when that saw, I don't know if we want to. I don't know how much we want to get into it, but that saw the return of. We hadn't had a tube on that boat in a long time. Normally, it's just a bunch of guys trying to wakeboard, but. This time we, we called an audible and uh, we had a tube and you whipped us around a little bit. It was a good time. It started it started when you were really young with a tube and I don't know is it, you know you could say tubing's not a sport be, as much as wakeboarding as wakeboarding is but when I look back there everyone that goes in the tube is trying to do the same kind of stuff you try to do on a wakeboard. You try to you jump. You are holding on for dear life when you have that tube. It's fantastic. Uh, and, and yeah, your, my shoulders were real messed up the next day. But it was, it was really fun. Boating in general, I think, is something that once a year, it's it's a very enjoyable thing. Uh, but yeah, really good trip home. Enjoyed it. Back up in Oregon now. Uh, getting ready to start my work week tomorrow. Haven't worked in 14 days. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm very excited for that. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone. So if you are new to the show and you have never listened before, the Sports Phone is a pretty simple concept. This is an open forum sports talk show. Jim and I uh, spend a large portion of our uh of our, of our time together talking about sports in different ways, shapes, and forms. So we like to spend this one hour a week opening up the phone lines and giving you, the listeners, the opportunity to call in and talk about anything you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports. This can be at any level, professional, high school, college, rec league stuff. As long as it is sports-related, we want to talk about it. Uh, if it's something, if we're talking about something and you want to talk about something else, Give us a call. Change the subject. We just want to hear about whatever you want to talk about going on in the world of sports as long as it is sports related in some way, shape, Jerry, or form. Have you ever listened um, Have you listened to Trading Times lately on KZYX? I have not. Yeah, it's they, they go over. They have like 10 rules at the beginning of the show, and the, the, the rules themselves are very entertaining. Yeah, you know, sure, and, sure, sure. And it's, probably, it's, I feel like they're probably a little more... Uh, Succinct with their rules than mine. Yeah, I feel well, like they might. Yeah, they, they they probably have a bit more of a bulleted list than I do. But yeah, that's that's the idea of the show. Give us a call if you got anything you want to talk about. The number uh, to do that is seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. If you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports, but I, I always like to say, hold on, Jerry. While we're on this uh, rules rules um, 
thing. I always like to mention um, the rules every now and then that how we differ from a lot of, there's a lot of talk show on KJ Wax and on, you know, and on all the other public radio around here, a lot of talk shows. And, and I, I find that they have a rule um, in most of the talk shows and they call it no double dipping. Like if you call once, you're not supposed to call again. And I just like to always mention, we encourage double dipping and triple and quadruple dipping. Sure. You, you bring up a topic, someone comments on it, get back in and, and, and give your rebuttal. Yep. Um, besides that, Keep it to sports. That, that's what yeah. we ask. Yep, absolutely. That's kind of the, the golden rule. Uh, so before we kind of officially, I think, open up the phone lines, uh, Jim and I have been playing around with an idea for, I think, a while. I think it's come and gone a few times. Like we've talked about bringing this and, and making it a consistent thing. Uh, we're going to give something a try. I don't know how it's going to go. We'll see. Maybe it'll go well. Maybe it won't. Uh, but we are going to introduce a weekly question. You know, Jim and I love quiz questions. We love getting questions. We're going to, from the listeners and the callers, we're going to turn it around. So we're going to try to consistently at the beginning of each show, come up with some sports trivia and give anyone the opportunity to call in and uh, answer the question. You do not have to call in specifically to answer the question. If you don't want to talk about the question, you don't have to, but we're going to we're gonna give us a try, see how it goes. We're going to try to be consistent about it and get a question out once a week. And if you get it right, you're going to hear this. Oh, we are going to ring the bell. <laughs> I just saw the bell here. I just made nice. it up right now. Nice, if, nice. If, um, actually, if you guess the sports phone question, um, we'll probably ring the bell even if you don't get it right. But no, you, you got to get it right. No, 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 no. You got to get it right to get a bell ring. All right. And, and we'll, yeah. you know, depending on how the show goes, we're going to call it the sports phone sports trivia question. The sure. sports phone sports trivia. And here is the 24th of July, the sports phone sports trivia question. Who is the only undrafted inductee to the NBA Hall of Fame. What player was drafted, not drafted, undrafted, undrafted and then made the Hall of Fame in the NBA? That's that's quite a quite a trip. Anyway, that's that is on the table. If you know who it is, give us a call. If you know more about about this player, give it give it a call. Um and we will, just to kind of yeah. expand on that a little bit, uh, if we don't have calls, I will attempt to remember to kind of repeat the question once or twice a show if, if, you're, if you miss it. Um, if we're busy, we only might only get the question out once. Uh, we'll, we'll give the answer at the end of the show uh, if we don't get any answers uh, to it. There's obviously no uh, way we can tell people you can't look up these questions and look up the answers. Uh, if yeah, you, you can get it without nerve. looking it up, that's fantastic. <laughs> but we're not going to tell you guys you can't uh, you can't look up these answers. Um, so if you know the answer to the question, give us a call, 707-895-2448. Or if you've got anything else you want to talk about going on in the world of sports, 707-895-2448. And you're on the air with a sports phone. So here's a this day in sports question okay for you what multi-day international sporting event started and ended today started and That's ended today started and yeah. ended so, caller i think jim and i know the answer to this 
Because, <laughs> so I know it's, it's always, I know something that started today, Jared, but I don't know anything that ended today. So well, if, see if, if it's any the, of your listeners know, I'm gonna hang up. But see if any uh, of your listeners know. Okay. okay. Not a hard question. Well, we got there two trivia go. questions. Uh, thanks for the call. We really appreciate I it. I think I know the answer to that one just because I think it's what Jim and I were talking about before the show. Because uh, technically, it's this this event started and ended today. If and it's funny because like if so, I'll give my answer to that question. Um, Wait a minute. If we are why, did it, why did it end today, though? Because if we're gonna say that the Tour de France is one thing with a men's race and a oh. women's race, the men's race ended today and the women's race started today. That might not be what the caller was was looking for as an answer, but if we're gonna call the Tour de France <laughs> one thing. That's including the men and the women. The men's race ended today and the women's race started today, which I think would technically fit the criteria of the question. So I guess we're not going to give anyone a chance for that one. <laughs> but well, that's, that that's... question was directed to us. If we get a question, I'm going to try to answer. Oh, that's that's true. So yeah. we're saying, I mean, what we do know, I mean, we might as well mention it now. What we do know is for the first time ever, when the men's, I'm going to call it the men's division, Tour de France for Men, ended today after eight days of grueling um, riding, the women's division started today. And if I understand it right, Jared, I have another call I'm going to take it in a second, but I want to get this one sentence out. From what I understand by, by you reading it to me today is that the women's run the exact same race, and it starts the same day the men's end, and it's they don't do it all at once. They do it back-to-back. -back. Yes, I believe. Yes. Hello, Call, You're on the air. Call, You're on the air. Oh, you're ringing the bell? Yes. <laughs> There's your bell. There you are. So that's right? Well, it's one answer. It's the only one I know. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Possibly there's another one out there somewhere. I have a lot of questions Hi. about that caller. Thanks for the, Thank you. Thanks for the call. I mean, Jared, there's no reason. And that, that's on our list today. It was. Yeah. That That's the only reason I knew the answer to that question was because you mentioned this before the show. And what I don't understand, and we talked about this, I'm going to pretend like we didn't, is why... If they're going to add a women's division, like the Boston Marathon, the New York Marathon, they've always had a men's and women's division, but they run them at the sure. same time. They they sure. run them, you know, everyone takes off. And and the winner, um, you know, you have a winner for the men's, women for the women's, women for uh, winner for children, right. whatever. Why don't they why don't they just do it all at the same time? Is there just too many bikes? I think that logistically, I maybe I don't know. This is my; these are all guesses, right? I, I think that I think logistically, it's a it's a little it'd be a little bit harder to keep track of to keep track of two races at the same time. I could also see a safety concern of just you're doubling theoretically the number of bikes that are on the track I guess at so, any one time. I guess um, it's a little more dangerous than running. There's also the argument to be made, and this is again like this is just thoughts coming to my mind. I think you can make a case that you're watering down both races by running them at the same time. Huh. You're not giving either one a chance to kind of shine, so to speak. Huh. Let's um, take another call. Yeah. 
You're on the air. Hey, hey, uh, it's Joe, guys. I just, I don't really have an answer to that question. It may be the track and field event that was, uh, that went on today. Um, but, uh, do like records, Jim. So I thought I'd shoot you this one. Sydney McLaughlin, she did a 400 meter hurdle. She set a new world record, uh, and made, uh, did it in 50.68 seconds. 50, just over 50 and a half seconds for a 400 meter hurdle. Incredible. What was the record? How much did she break it by? Well, you know, I don't know what it was before, but uh, she had said it. I know that because she shaved, uh, she shaved a, a little bit off of her time. So yeah, uh, she beat the, her old she beat her old record by point seven three seconds, which well in, by two quarters of a second. That's huge. Yeah, which in my understanding of these types of events, three quarters of a second is a long time. Oh yeah, for sure. Like if you if you beat someone oh, by three quarters of a second, in a four hundred meter, it depends on the, the length of the race. Right, right. That's yeah, a very yeah. convincing I mean, that, win in a four hundred meter race. Incredible time. Huh. And well, I also I wanted to throw a, throw a comment on your trivia. You know, yeah. with modern day people can always. I mean, you know, you no, know, it'd be okay if people cheated and looked up your questions. But I think uh, what about doing it kind of like the wait wait don't tell me model where. You have like uh, uh, a caller versus Jerry on uh, two or three questions, and you got thirty seconds to answer. And Ooh. whoever can get the best, get them better, or That's get more. That's not of them, a bad like idea. Have a there you go. The sports <laughs> phone. What do they call that on Wait Wait? Oh, I don't know. It's like Jerry, you've watched that, haven't you? Listen. I ha- I've I've heard it. Yeah. That's a great idea. We yeah, get someone maybe, on here. Maybe you shoot. A lightning round of five questions, you know, and and uh, whoever can get more of them right wins. That's Whatever. a great idea. Uh, a, a ring of the bell or something. <laughs> uh, give a call back, caller. We, we had you there. I was just ready to get the answer, and you hung up on us. Give us another call. That's a great idea. Yeah, Jared, we'll, we'll have to work out the logistics of that, but I think there might be something there. We got to figure out how you get the, how you get the opportunity. <laughs> so do you do you have an answer, Cole? Do you have an answer about the uh, NBA player that undrafted that made the Hall of Fame? Oh no, I I think it goes way back, but I don't know. It seems seems to me like it would be somebody that had a hard time getting inducted, maybe. Uh, but I don't know my basketball history enough. Uh, Wilt was drafted, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Yes. I got another call. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't really have anybody. Have a good show, guys. Thanks Thank you. Thank you. Hello, you're on the air. You're on the air. Hey guys, how we doing tonight? Hey Vince. Hey Vince, doing well. Good, good. Uh, okay, so Ben Wallace was the undrafted NBA player that went to the Hall of Fame. That is. Cr- oh, wait a minute. You see, gonna ring the bell. There we go. All right. So, uh, did you have? Do you have an answer to the other one that the woman called about? Well, it, it was a Tour de France thing. Yep, that was it. Yeah. So to to. to parlay off of that the the woman's division this is the first time the woman's division has been run since 1989 and it only ran from 84 to 89 and then it was stopped because of a lack of funding right and did so it's been, when they did it before did they do this format chair or, or vince did they did they run it um the same exact course separate. Yeah, yeah. It's the same course, but it's a separate race altogether. They didn't run them together. Okay, so they've never run them together. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and 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 there's also been in the in the interim from the time Vince mentioned, uh, there have been like attempts to do this unofficially, 
there's also been officially sanctioned by the same people that do the Tour de France, like one day races that have taken place kind of ahead of the men's final, uh, like the final stage. But this is the first time they've really gotten it together since whatever the date was that Vince mentioned that they're going to full on do a women's Tour de France. There have been attempts to do this unofficially in the past. Yeah. You guys, is yeah. the is the administration for the Tour de France, Vince, um, like Wimbledon? It's a separate event. They can do whatever they want. It's not part of the like Wimbledon is not part of any big PGA or tennis association tournament. Is it the same way the Tour de France? That's not one of many races sanctioned by. It's just Tour de France is a separate event by itself. That's a good question. That I don't have an answer to. Huh. <clears throat> um, I'm trying to look it up, but uh, it, it is yeah. It's it's organized by a French media conglomerate. French that, media that okay. has a that has a sports organization subset to it. So it's like that, the, it's like go. the Boston okay. Marathon then. Same idea, right? Exactly. You yeah. still have to you you still, I still have to kind of be connected to the, the like whatever federation runs mar- like because to go to the Boston Marathon and actually compete, you have to run other preliminary events to make sure you can even get in. So you have to be connected in some way, I think, with, with the marathon. So I wonder if, if cycling is the same way, where you actually want to come compete at these individual events, you have to make certain times at sanctioned events, I think, or something like that. Like, right. I, I could be wrong, though. Uh, but I also wanted to chime in. Um, the last caller brought up the, uh, the, the track and field, uh, the world championships that just happened, where the, the, the hurdler broke her own record. Uh, Noah Lyles broke the 200-meter record that Michael Johnson held since 90, I believe, the 96 Olympics, uh, 19.31 seconds for a 200, which is blazing speed. Um, and the women, women 4 by 100 meter relay upset the Jamaicans for the gold. So it was a good, it was a good track and field turnout for the Americans. I saw a highlight about uh, <laughs> this track and field. <laughs> great and and there was there, there was a woman breaking a world record and she was so far ahead of everybody you know what race that was it was it was amazing how far ahead she was like to where the commentators um like neil everett was saying where is everybody that kind of thing oh wow yeah well that, i was just going to say that's a great sport jim for for just highlights mm-hmm. Not, not going to say watching a whole track and field event or meet is uh, super exciting. <laughs> well, I think it, I, I, I was going to say I think it also depends on like which if, if you talk about the track and field event as a whole, like every event, yeah, that'd be a lot to take in. But there's not really a highlight if you're watching a race. Like if you're if you're watching the like it, it'd be more you just watch the race. That is the highlight if you're talking about something like a 200 meter sprint or something like that. Well, yeah, no, no, no yeah, the, the hundreds, the two hundred, even the four hundred. Those, those are pretty much the whole sure. event to highlight. But right, when you're watching right, a right. mile, I want to watch the last two hundred meters of the mile. Oh, know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Vince, yeah. I got someone on hold, and uh, seeing you're the king of the double dip, I'll we'll talk to you later. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. Hello, you're on the air. It's Tim from Moscow, Idaho, um, with a little background information on the Tour de France. Oh, good. I say that the ladies sort of friends. Um, but there are numerous tours in Europe. There's the um, Giro d'Italia and the Giro d'Espagna, um, and there's probably other ones in other countries. And it's essentially, it's a team sport. Um, some big outfit like Pac-Man Lance was riding his bicycle, 
uh, was the United States Postal Service was the backer huh. of his of his team. It's it's really a team sport. Um, there's one guy that will maybe uh, win the Tour de France, but he doesn't get there without um, his team. Anyway, um, and uh, on another point, uh, I started to watch the the Tour de France when Lance Armstrong was riding, and uh, if it were not for the television. Um, of the Tour de France, uh, it would only attract those few people who managed to get there. And, you know, you see them flash by in a few seconds. Um, but the, the televising of, of the, the Tour de France is just spectacular. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. really, it just absolutely makes the sport. My wife thought it was like watching paint dry, um, but uh, I thought it was fantastic. So T- Tell me... Um- Tell me how the team is involved. Give give a little overview. You say you can't win it without your team. We're seeing guys ride bikes. I didn't even know that they were part of a team. I, I knew I knew like the U.S. Postal Service sponsored all those bike riders. But what what do they do to make it a team sport? Well, and here I'll give you some terms. Uh, the helper riders they're called domestiques uh, in French. And if you're a really great uh, helper rider, you're a super domestique. So, like, for instance, at the end of each um, stage, there is a sprint, and uh, you're awarded points for who's king of the mountain, who wins the sprint, and who wins the overall stage. And the sprint is just an amazing affair, and it's really dangerous um, for the people who want to be the um, the winner at the very end. So uh, your team sort of surrounds the, the guy, when they go into that final sprint to make sure that he doesn't get involved in any major dust-up accidents and lose time. And, of course, um, when you're out on the road, uh, the domestiques are going back to the car um, and picking up um, uh, basic food stuffs, hauling them back up the road, catching up with the, the team, passing out the stuff. Really? Um, and then when you're going up uh, the climbs, uh, the, the domestiques will... Uh, basically pace you and uh, try and tire out the other competitors. Um, it's just, it's really a very team-oriented sport, and uh, you can't win on your own. You can't go out there by yourself and expect to uh, do nothing but finish last. So, anyway, there's a little bit of it, and if you get a chance to watch it on television, I I really recommend it. Uh, one, you get to see the wonderful scenery of France, um, they do it out of helicopters. They do it off motorcycles, so you're right in the pack. Um, it's it's really quite incredible from my perspective. Hmm. Very so, very and interesting. I'm, and hopefully the women's tour will be similar. So yeah, it sounds like it's going to have it's going to be on TV. Uh, that I think at least in Europe. I don't know if it's going to make it make it here, but there's going to be the French TV and then the European broadcasting something or other i think either union or nate whatever the european broadcasting like company is they're going to televise it as well so it will be accessible in somewhere so great yeah jeez tim that was very informative thanks for the call well uh my pleasure thanks carry on guys it's 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 funny uh hearing that and hearing how there's the team element of cycling that honestly, it reminded me a ton of uh, a buddy of mine explaining like the team elements of NASCAR to me for the first time, where it's like something that seems inherently like an individual sport. 
that there's a lot going on that's team-based. Uh, now, obviously, it's not the same, NASCAR and cycling, right, right. but it's that idea of, like, I, I, it was the same realizations I had when my buddy was explaining the team elements of NASCAR to me in the same way of Tim just explaining uh, the team elements of cycling when it doesn't look like well, a team sport. The, the part that got me, Jer, is, is I'm just assuming, you know, everyone's going out there trying to win. You know, that, that, right. that, there's people that are not even trying to win. I know, like. and and yeah. what what I got from Tim right there is, they already know who they're going to try to have win. It's not like the eight players who's having a good day. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna try to make, um, Lamb, uh, Tommy Smith win. Tommy Smith is de- designated to be a helper, and Lance Armstrong right. is the picked person to win. Even if if Tommy Smith. Has a good day and beats Lance Lance Armstrong on the first whatever. It's just it's 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 fascinating to me that it's all the strategy is in the team. It's not just someone having a good day. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's interesting. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. We're taking calls. Um, where were we, Jer? Should I? Should well, Uh, where were we? Go. Should we carry? I didn't have anything. I mean, we got the we got the quiz question out. We got the quiz question subsequently answered. Uh, we talked some cycling, uh, <laughs> which was on our list. I think we can kind of go whatever direction you'd like to at this Ju- point. July. It's it's interesting. Um, this is obviously. Y- you know how I know it's. Uh, I think you're going to get this answer pretty quick. But you know how I always know that like it's around the time that Wimbledon happens, or it's around the time that Tour de France is happening. Do you know how I, I, I know that each week about what is around now that's happening, even if I haven't it, didn't know? Because it, it, dom- it dominates the On This Day in sports website. Right, we, so July 24th. Uh, today is July 24th, 2022. We already know what happened today in 2022. The Tour de France added a, a women's race. Um, July 24th, 1958. It's the last word of this one that makes it amazing. Ted Williams, in 1958, July 24th, spit at a fan again. So that's the again part I got here. Ted Williams spit at a fan, got penalized for it or or didn't, and then did it again? I mean, you you would be... That's the question... that's the question here, right? It is the, the, the key word with it, as you said, being again. The question becomes: Did he get fined the first time? If not, how many chances did he have before he was fined? And compare that to, jeez, uh, post saliva danger. I mean, I can't believe it. Someone got away with it even once. I, I think that would be an act of. Uh, I think it'd be. If you spit obviously into a crowd now in the NBA basketball, I think you'd be suspended for the rest of the year. You definitely get suspended a little bit. I I think or for a few games. One of the other things that gets really interesting about this is that it brings in a in a relative relativity that idea of like how much players were making in 1958 versus now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A two hundred and fifty dollar fine versus you know. Players get fined, you know, fifty, fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars for for different things. There's always that relative thing that's that's interesting with that. But yeah, the the, the big question, as you said, with that one is the the part of it that is again, 
and how what how many times beforehand had he been fined or not been fined and given a warning? Have, have you look, have you tried to look this up, Jared? Do, do we no, know, no, do we, I, I haven't. I haven't. Do we it know up. for a fact he didn't do it a third time? That's uh, a great question. It's a great. question. I doubt he did it at the same time on July twenty fourth. But yeah, uh, all right, nineteen ninety three on July twenty fourth. I like this one. I have a comment about this one. Anthony Young of the Mets in nineteen ninety three. I'm assuming he's a pitcher because they said he had twenty seven straight losses. Now. If that's true, if he's a pitcher, why isn't he in the minors after 15 losses in a row or, or 20 losses in a row? How many do you have to have before they say, you're not cutting it here? I, I know that pitching isn't the only thing. I know you have to have hitting to back you up. But 27 in a row? I mean, 27 losses for a pitcher? You got any stats on that one? Am I right? Is he a pitcher? Yeah, he is a pitcher. Uh I'm trying to find some stats about the losing streak here. Um, I, I would say, like, it, it, maybe the Mets were just really bad that year. I, I I'd have to look it up. And, like, they just, you know, it was whatever kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it broke the previous mark of 23 losses in a row um, that was set in 1910. Uh, he was – oh, okay. So one of the other reasons this is this matters going into this here um, – 14 of those losses were as a starter. 13 of those losses were coming in as a relief pitcher. Uh-huh. Boy. So so it makes more sense because the only the thing that stood out there was 27 starts or 27 recorded decisions in a baseball season is a lot yeah, for a starting true. pitcher. Yeah, I see with So it looks like Yeah, when someone's 20 and 5, that's a lot of yeah, that's a lot of games. Right. That that's a lot of games. So yeah, so he came in uh and yeah, and had 13 relief appearances, which combined to be 27 straight losses. Uh, he had a career record of 15 and 48, and played five years in Major League Baseball. 2005. This is this is a very. This is one reason why why it got brought up to me this year, uh, July 24, 2005. And this one also gives me a big question. Lance Armstrong retired in 2005 after he won his seventh straight Tour de France. Right. Why did it take five years to disqualify him for winning in 2005 because of steroids? He's, I, he called him a cheater in, in the thing that I read. How in the world did it take, with, with, with even the technology in 2005 to 2012, what, what's up with that? Didn't it take a while? And this is conjecture on my part. I'd I, I have to kind of look it up, and try to figure it out a little bit. But didn't it take a while for that story to come out? What do you like, mean? I don't. It wasn't like it wasn't it not immediately after in two thousand five when he retired. It wasn't there a, a pretty large. I think the reason it happened in two thousand twelve was because I, I, if I remember this correctly, that that was not an immediate story that came out. That was a like a slow trickle that kind of built and built and built over the course of years. So I'm, he never I raced. Like. He never raced in two thousand and six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. No, no. Hmm. I guess that that it's makes. Just, it I feel such... like that story didn't come out until like two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. So they went back, and yeah, and 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 they and they stripped him of his victory. Huh. Yeah. Seven oh seven. Eight nine five two four four eight. The lines are open. Um, we're, uh, 
we got a list here. I'm trying to decide which which one to. Uh... Yeah, I, I could I could sense it in your voice. You were going through. Yeah, anything you want to talk about, I'm up for. And of course, as Jim just said, if you the listeners got anything you want to talk about, as long as it's sports related, give us a call seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Let's see what you have to say. You're on the air. Once again, it's Tim, and I'm I'm sorry to double dip, but but bringing up Lance brings up a sore point, um, and um, all of uh, the posties were um, doping. Pretty much everybody in the sport was um, doping at that point. They had gotten very sophisticated um, about about it, and it was essentially stuff that made your hemoglobin carry more oxygen, um, and uh, it was just. Bad news, and I'm sorry that that Lance went that way. So did is, it, is it better now, Tim? Because do you know, like, has, has that yes, something that has yes, been more it, enforced it, and is is better at state now? It's it's very much better. Um, good, at, good. at least it, that's my my understanding. Uh, I haven't been following um, the tour very much uh, since Lance Armstrong, but I I think it's a cleaner sport. Um, so. You know, we have, you we have this caller, Tim, that I think she's joking, but in a way, she's brought it up a couple times. In, in a way, she's joking, but in a way, I don't think she's joking. She, she's always come up in, in a comical way. She'd introduce it as, I think we should have the steroid sports and, and let people do whatever they want. You know, hit more home runs, take whatever steroids you want, and, and, and open it up like that. Are we sure... That stero- if they opened it up and said you can do steroids if you want, are we pretty sure that the steroid user would win the Tour de France every year? All things being equal, well, once again, it's not it's not necessarily steroids um, that they're, they're using. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's doping of a specific kind. And for instance, as I say, what Lance was using was basically allowed the the hemoglobin, the blood, to carry more oxygen. So it's, um, it, it's, it builds endurance more than strength. Uh, yes, it, it basically means uh, they're much more efficient at riding the bicycle again. You think uh, the sport would be more interesting if they allowed doping? No. Okay. Abs- no way. Um, I mean, it's, it's just so interesting now. Uh, uh, I mean, without doping, it, it, it just it um, it's just an, as I say, an incredible team sport. And I just want to give a few more facts on it. Just fill your listeners in um the word peloton that it's not necessarily a machine that you get on a ride but the peloton is the is the large group of riders that that uh, goes down the road huh. and there are at times there are riders who will try a breakaway and try and um basically uh, stay ahead of the peloton uh and uh basically win the stage and of course part of this team strategy is if so, if somebody sends a breakaway part of your riders uh, may go out and, and try and run them down but the peloton is inexorable and it's very rare that uh, a breakaway rider will outlast the peloton and it's always quite amazing to see this huge mass of riders coming down on <laughs> some guy who's sprinting at the very end anyway mm. You're I always you're, you're always now. Now I challenge you to triple dip, Tim. You, now that you've double dipped, we encourage it. Well, all right, well, carry on, guys. Thanks for the call, Jerry. Did you take that Peloton explanation as as their blockers? Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it. It. I got lost a little bit. I'll be honest. You just and I, I, that's just coming from 
I'm hearing it for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. and I'm trying to kind of grasp it all because, you know, there's, like I said, biking is, I, I see biking and I see people just going up a hill, down a hill. I have no idea what's going on. The, the intricacies of what's going on there. Are, yeah, when, when he no said idea. the Pelotron, I, I don't know if it was the word or the, the explanation, but I, I was thinking of roller derby, sort of. Sure, sure, yeah. The way they the way they put up the blocks in roller derby. Hello, call. Hello, call. You're on the air. Well, Dave Tim didn't hear what you just said. The Peloton is all the riders, the people on bicycles, and they ride as a pack. Right. Because that's what happens, and then one person decides to try to outrace them, but they'll burn them down because that person will get tired, and the Peloton will just keep going. And the other thing that teams help do is somebody can get out ahead or a couple of riders can get out ahead and then you can draft oh. off of them, slipstream off them, so that then you get a little rest and you can still go pretty much just as fast. So I, I, it sounded like... Go ahead. No, no I was going to say, I figured the drafting... Would would be part of of team of the team sport just because it it would make sense right it it's is. it's just like a car yeah, yeah. it's the same concept yep. yeah yeah it is exactly so but I I thought that I heard you say that the pelotons were walkers blockers and blockers they were riding all the other bicycle riders got it they're not got walking. <laughs> Got it. Pack. It's called Peloton. Thanks for the call. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you for thank Bye. yeah. Thank you for the clarification there. Yeah. Whoa. We good, Jim? Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. We got hung up there. The lines are open. I said. Uh, she thought I said walkers. I said blockers. Yeah. And. and um, now I assume the Peloton are are riders from your own team. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Yeah, I'd like to make a comment that I believe I've made before on the steroid issue and you know performance enhancing drugs or you know cutting off one of your legs if you're in a sport that that would be an advantage for. There are great you know extremes people will go to to win in a particular sport that you know almost by definition anybody who's in the top of the sport has something wrong with their brain because it just means you're going so far into the box of pain you know farther than normal people really will that's part of what makes you a champion but uh coming from sports like wrestling boxing and martial arts where generally they're divided up into weight classes when you introduce the extra strength and recovery ability that you can get on some of these drugs, you know, like power, power lifters using methamphetamine or, you know, there's lots of drugs that you can use to do a lot of things far more than someone who's not using drugs. I know it became an issue in MMA when, you know, some of the guys were so roided out and so big and so strong that they started getting worried that the non-steroid-using guys were going to get killed by the guys that Jeez. were using steroids because just the amount of, you know, the way you can recover on steroids, that, you you know, the 
the various characteristics of various drugs. It really made it so, you know, when you talk about a sport where, you know, somebody is not going to, you know, definitively, you know, tear the arm off of another guy, that's different than when you're in sports where it's true combat. So people in this combat sports really, you know, they tend to not like it very much when they find out their competition was taking something that made them stronger than normal human beings can be. There's a reason why the steroid-enhanced powerlifting records still stand from a long time ago. Some of the Eastern European people, when they first really started cranking that stuff before they tested for anything in the 70s and such, you know, it was, you know, the people came out with some weights that were really, really hard to match. And, you know, it's just, if somebody can, doing something where they can hurt you because they are on a drug, it introduces a different way of looking at the issue. It's not victimless. Yeah, it, it, it introduces a, this is what you were saying, I think, Caller, it introduces a safety issue that's that, you know, baseball steroids doesn't have to de- have to deal with when you're talking about, especially something like a combat sport, where you're, there's a whole other element of safety for everyone involved if, if someone is, you know, making themselves stronger in a sport where the point is to, you know, hit the other person. <laughs> it's 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 very very interesting. I mean, um, if if you're going to go that far, and I mean, there are there's going to be someone a lot stronger than somebody else, whether they're doing steroids or not. And if the issue is you might be able to to, to maim someone for life, maybe there's a problem with the sport, not with the, with the steroids. Yeah, you, know, you can ride yourself to death, you know, on, in the Tour de France. Also, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a lot of ways to be hurt. The difference is. Somebody else is hurting you. I see. And so, so yeah, okay, you know, there was a boxer that recently got in trouble because he was wrapping his hands and then putting what essentially became plaster of Paris. You know, they when his hands got, you know, sweated up, it would create plaster of, plaster of Paris, and when he would hit people, he would knock them out. Once they caught him for it, he then later on had another boxing match, and a lot of his punching power was gone. Jeez, there's a that, that's so we don't like that. You know, we don't like it when somebody carries a club into a ring where you're not supposed to have a club, right? Well, that's yep. what he essentially did. That's wild. <laughs> that's crazy. That's a, like, that is a wild one. I mean, so that, we're always controlling something. Otherwise, you don't have rules for your sport. Yeah. You know, so we these sports are quite arbitrary. You know, you know, we we make rules to do anything, whether it's playing pool versus snooker or whichever set of rules you want the games are just really about rules you know why is a hundred yard dash a hundred yards why is a hundred meters a hundred meters well if you change those distances you might change who wins you know but we make a set of rules and then we do it one of the set of rules one of the rules is you're not allowed to take drugs that give you an unfair advantage over people that don't take them you know we try you know, and the rules change and technology changes. You know, it's a moving target. There's no perfect answer. But if somebody's blatantly taking something that, you know, is illegal, you're not supposed to take it, you're not supposed to use it, and they're using it. I, well, asked, this, I, I asked this question to uh, Tim, Tim from Moscow, Idaho, just a few minutes ago, and I want to ask it to you, too, seeing we're still talking about it. I've heard you talk about this before, and I agree with you. We, 
if we have rules, we have to follow them or it gets crazy. So my question to you is, do you agree with this rule? Do you think there should be doping to some degree should be allowed in, in sports in general? Well, to some degree it is allowed. We allowed you to take, uh, you know, uh, ibuprofen where people 100 years ago didn't have ibuprofen. So we allow various things that, you know, an anti-inflammatory will absolutely help you do things you might not be able to do otherwise if your muscles are too inflamed or you can't recover. So, yeah, whether it's aspirin or all different things, you know, we, once again, we just are not totally arbitrarily, but if you go from country to country, you know, you're in a country that doesn't allow alcohol, you're in a country that does, we're making rules that people compete within. Otherwise, you can't really compete. That's why, you know, right. they outlawed the jet cars in Indianapolis 500. You know, they, they said, no, you can't use those. They're too, the, the turbine cars. They were too fast. You know, why did the San Jose Mile for motorcycles outlaw two strokes? No, I, well, I agree. I, I agree with. I agree with playing by the rules, but that still, you know, that doesn't answer my my question. Um, do you agree with the rule as it stands now with doping, and would you rather see players enhanced by drugs? Do you think the sport would be more exciting? Well, you know, as long as you know, if you're a true fan of the Hunger Hunger Games. And, you, you know, you want to see people fight to the death, and there are absolutely people that do. The Romans watched it all the time. You know, it's not far-fetched at all that they would have fights to the death. I personally don't think that's a good idea, having grown up as one of those combat sports participants. Therefore, from a purely selfish point of view, I would say, I would rather not have us doing things where if I want to compete, I have to do something that's, you know, probably going to be bad for me. Look at all these bodybuilders and people that are dying, pro football players that are dying in their 40s. You know, I just read about a couple more the other day, you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah some of the things we do do have consequences, and we try and limit those to a certain extent. It's, it's all normative. There's no answer that's, you know, like, as I said the other night, written on stone tablets, you know, this is, this is, we make choices about what we allow. I mean, look at how little rules we have on how you can treat animals. Other places in the world look at us and go, are you guys crazy? Dogs taste good. (laughs) You know, why would it not be okay to eat? Why did we pass a law saying you couldn't eat horses, but you can eat cows? No, we chose as a society to do that. Therefore, I would say that if we as a society choose to say, no, we don't want you taking these drugs because that means the other people that want to compete with you kind of have to take them too if they want to exactly. compete with you. That's my point. So, so they don't have a choice, and that's why I don't like them. It drags along all the other people that would really rather not put that there in their body, but they just can't compete otherwise because you're doing it. Yeah. For me, I think where I where I look at this, the idea of like, I don't even know if it's allowing it, but I think when you see the big crackdowns on performance enhancement in sports, a lot of times is when the game starts to look unnatural in some way. Like, I, I almost think that it was this combination, like going back to, I guess, baseball, the baseball example of this, like the Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa thing. Right, they were hitting a ton of home runs. They were cheating, 
but there was like this argument of like, oh, this is not what baseball is supposed to look like. And, and so I think that's where a lot of times that line theoretically gets drawn is like when something is getting done that takes the sport into a realm that it's not, it doesn't look right. Like yeah. powerlifting, I think could be another great example of that, where someone is lifting more than they should be able to lift. And it's clear be- they're doing that because they're, you know, they're, they're juiced up in some way. You've crossed that line of this sport doesn't look right. And I think that, or again, now how you're defining what is right is a whole nother conversation there. But I, I feel like a lot of the times the, the lines get drawn with this stuff when someone sees something happening and saying like, this is hurting the game because it's not natural. And it's whatever some, you want to define, and, as and it's someone's job. It's it's someone's job to to recognize those things and bring it to a group sure. and talk yeah. about it. That that that, that makes sense. Yeah. I agree well, with the you. difference between natural bodybuilders and you know all you have to do is watch the Olympiad and then watch a show that has people that have been regularly getting tested, and you see entirely different physiques. And those physiques, mm-hmm. yes, there's a lot of work that goes into them. But those natural guys are working just as hard for what their body, the times they can recover and such, as those guys that are taking all the drugs are. They're working yep. just as hard because they're just yep. as driven. And these guys don't look anything alike. I mean, they don't even look a little bit alike. You know, you'd think it, it's a different species. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Thanks. Appreciate right, it. gentlemen. Is, love your love it. Yeah, we, yeah, always appreciate it. Like your calls. Yeah, that, that that guy had a lot, Jer. That, that, yeah, there's well, a, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into that because I think it's every sport's a little bit different. The rules are going to be different for it, and then like how it impacts the sport is also going to be different uh, depending on, on what sport you're did, you're talking about. Did you did you realize somewhere in the middle of either the, Tim or the last calls or biking or, or or doping or something, the word rule changes came up? Yeah. Did you notice? And I, I thought, hey, that's on our list. We got a lot of stuff on our list that gets indirectly mentioned at, at various times. Especially, uh, to, especially today. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, 707-895-2448. Got about seven minutes and change left here on the sports phone. So if you got anything you want to talk about, give us a call. 707-895-2448. If you got anything you like to you would like to bring up and talk about here on the sports phone. What do you want to do for the last couple of minutes, Jim, if we don't have any calls? Um... I was going to challenge you. We had a bunch of double dippers tonight, and I was uh, wondering if we're going to get a, if we're going to get a triple dip by something. Uh, well, well, I mean that might happen. <laughs> Let's not. Can... I know, I'm just kidding. Um, I I just thought the rule changes one because you know I did I joked about the woman that wants the steroid league. You you remember her, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I remember so, that. I remember and that, I think sorry. she was joking, but but either way. That's sort of what you proposed to me a couple weeks ago when we said, "Hey, here's one. What rule?" Do that's you- an. Ex- I, I would say that's an extreme. No, of I, no the idea that. But, I- but the point is, it's a rule that changed. There was a time when you couldn't have, you could dope because we didn't know what it was, and and now there's a there's a rule that was changed that you couldn't dope. So the question is, you asked me a couple weeks ago, is what rules would I want changed in 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 a sport? And sure. I, I guess I guess the the only clarification I would make to that is I wasn't thinking about banned substances oh, as you. much as like procedural rules to how the game is played. I, I know I, I know what you're saying. Like I yeah. I can't you know I can't stand ties. So 
Anytime you can come up with a good way to break a tie, sure. I, I applauded the baseball rules where they said, hey, th we got a tie going here. Let's get this over with. Let's just put a runner on second base. I was like, who? what boardroom was someone, the, the, someone's arm flew up in the air and said, I got an idea. Let's put someone in yeah. second base in the extra innings. I yeah. mean, I mean. I like stuff like that. I mean, there was a time when yeah. they used to end soccer games and NFL games. They used to end them in ties. So my they answer still to, do my An NFL <laughs> game could still end in a tie. My answer to you is anything that can break a tie in any sport. You're not going to end a golf sure. match in a tie. I'm, I'm telling you, they're going to play all night. They come. They come back in sometimes. And, I can't remember which tournament it is, but I remember gr growing up, there was a tie at the end of the four-day marathon golf match. You know how they broke the tie? They came back and played another 18 holes. I, I think it's. I love it. I think it's still done in some of them. Most of them have a sudden death. They just start playing holes until yep. someone wins. But there was one yep. sport. Uh, someone, some golfer, call me up and tell me which one. I'm guessing it's it's one that's still going today. One of the majors, the big big majors, British Open, PGA whatever um so i like the rule changes where and what was the one you told me about so i the one that i and i don't know how this would work but the one that i i i would like to see explored i would like to see the nba explore the idea of of advantage um the idea of advantage is something that is in hockey and is also in uh, soccer. You mean like power where, plays? No, 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 not power plays. But so in in hockey, it's called delayed penalties, and in soccer, it's it's basically the same idea. It's it's playing advantage or a delayed penalty where there'll be a foul committed, but the referee will essentially signal the foul, but let play continue until they lose possession of the ball and then we'll enforce the foul or, or we'll, or, or we'll, until they lose possession of the puck, if we're talking about hockey and then the foul will be enforced. So theoretically like soccer, for example, you could score and after a foul is called and then the other team could get like a yellow card or something like that. You could score in hockey and then a penalty would get assessed. I, I don't know if... Wait, if take a step back here for a second. That, that was a little okay. confusing. I want to see if it's what... I'm not sure it's what I heard you say before. If you're fouled and you have the puck... Yes. Play will continue because you have the advantage and you have the puck. See if you score. It, once you lose the puck, then they enforce the foul. You as a team, not you as an individual. Right. you as a team. Yeah. Hello, Cole, so, you're on the air. Okay. That's a good one, Jerry. Um, and Jim, I'm going to give you your third double dipper so you get your trifecta, just so you know. <laughs> nice. Um, I like uh, – they're, they're actually – this is not a rule change that I'm hoping they'll make. It sounds like they're going to make it in the NBA where they're going to penalize the fast break foul. Yeah. Where the, you know, they, the, the guy basically just grabs somebody, which is like you know, you, you're just grabbing someone at midcourt. How is that not called an intentional foul? Right. Right, there's no going for the ball. Like so many times, where they just they just reach out and grab the guy, and it's like, well, you know, that wasn't even an attempt for the ball or anything. I, I so they're I think they're going to start calling it like an intentional foul or, or something. Mm -hmm. Like you might get, I guess you keep possession or, or, or maybe get a free throw in possession or something. But yeah, they're going to start penalizing that, which I think is a good move. Yeah, 
I, I like, yeah, I think, and I think that that's, that's kind of where I'm thinking about like the idea of advantage. Like they're going to penalize you for stopping a team from just getting a, getting a layup. You're just by fouling, but I don't know. I, I feel like there's something there in the NBA that they could mess around with where if there's a foul called, you let the play continue. I, I don't know what it would look like, but I, I it's just something I would love to see explored in Vince, some way. Vince, we got to go. We're out of time. Yeah. Yeah. No worries, guys. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks, Vince. Chair, I, I just, I just, I just before, before you wrap it up, I love your idea. I, I want to see how we can refine it to basketball. Right. right. To, to, I, I don't know exactly. That's what I'm saying. We're like, I, I don't know what it would exactly look like. I just, I like the idea that other sports have of playing advantage, and I'd like to see how that could be put in. The I, I've always thought about the power play. If someone creates a, instead sure. of kicking them out of the game, make them play with four. Yeah. Hey, um, um, geez, that's all. Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, so that doesn't count as uh, we finish rule changes. I'm going to bring that up no, again. No, no, we can come back with that. We can definitely come back with that. All right. All right, uh, that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Sports Phone. Jim and I will be back next week. That will be July 31st, the last July edition of the show. Uh, and until then, thanks, for everyone, for listening, Colin, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, that'll be the fifth Sunday. And guess what Guess what happens on the sports phone? Nothing changes. It's still another. <laughs> it's still yeah. the fifth Sunday. Always a pleasure, Jer. Thanks. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.